technology lets you do things a lot faster, a lot easier, a lot less risk. The barriers entry are coming down. You can start your own business a lot easier. The world's changing rapidly. And in my view, as we've talked about, it's going to start changing a lot faster. Everyone has ambitions. To start their own business, to lose weight, to launch a podcast. But for most of us, those ambitions are still on the to-do list. We'll get round to them one day. But some people overcome procrastination. That thing you'd love to do, they knew the risks, but said screw it and just did it anyway. On the Screw It Just Do It podcast, I'm on a mission to answer one simple question. How do you get to where you want to be? Joining me are inspirational entrepreneurs, sports stars, entertainers, and authors who took the lead. They became the people they wanted to be. They did what they always wanted to do. In this series of revealing, challenging, and often surprising conversations, they might just help you discover how to do it too. So you like listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought of hosting your own? Whilst I started out in the audio space with BBC Radio, I now not only host this podcast, but I also run a podcast agency called Podpreneur, where we produce podcasts with purpose. We've launched hundreds of podcasts that are listened to in over 180 countries, where 9 out of 10 podcasts we launch hit the top end of the charts globally. We help CEOs, business leaders, experts, and brands become the authoritative voice of their industry through developing a strong brand message, constantly and consistently delivered by a well-executed content strategy. If you'd like to book a free strategy call to chat about your podcast idea, just go to podpreneur.co.uk. You can also grab a free copy of my perfect podcast launch plan. Welcome to another episode of Screw It, Just Do It with me, Alex, and my very special guest today, Piers Lenny. Welcome. Good to see you again. You too. I know. It's been nearly a year to the day. We've we've got the same memo. latest fashion, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. So if you haven't listened to the seven previous episodes, it's like State of the Nation annual address from Piers to to (laughs) Scrooge Stewart audience. Piers is an entrepreneur and investor with experience across a range of sectors, including technology, media, communications, and additive manufacturing. And space now. New one on the website. You need to add space to the website. Yeah, I need to add space. I'll do that. Um, So he's the co-founder of Atherton Bikes, world-leading producer of additive manufactured mountain bikes, and the founder of Moblox, a technology and tools platform for small businesses. Well-known champion of entrepreneurship and small and medium-sized business and a regular media commentator on radio and TV. Best known for former Dragon's Den investor on BBC One TV show and also from Channel 4's The Secret Millionaire. Usually when people say to, you've been on Dragon's Den? I go, yeah. And they say, did you get the money? (laughs) That's the usual response. Especially when they're... um, they're 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 re they're, they're, they're resending the programs out. Yeah, I get noticed again. That, that was quite yeah. weird after COVID. Anyway, it's great to be back. Appreciate it. This is the seventh we've done, isn't it? We it's nuts. I, I looked it up on the um, on the train. And I was just like, I thought we'd done a, you know I don't know three or four, but it's yeah. double that. <laughs> God, and there's, there's a lot to catch up on. A lot. Yeah. I know. I know. So first of all, new format of the show is we talk screw it, just do it moments. So moments in your life where you're on a certain path and took you onto another path stopped you procrastinating, doing what you're doing, took action. I'm thinking, you know, potentially one from you going from, you know, lawyer, banker into the entrepreneurship world, but equally there might be one more recent as well that took you into the into the Moblock space. So I so naturally, I'm not a procrastinator. So I keep telling my, my daughters, my stepson, saying, you know, any decision is better than indecision. So I make decisions. But there are moments in my life where, I've had to choose a path almost. You hit these forks, don't you? So let's go for your list, essentially. So one of the big ones was I was I grew up in a mill town in Lancashire. You know, I've been through that story before. But I was a trainee solicitor in the city, and that that was pretty hard to get into that. Uh, but it was even harder to get into banking. I became a banker at Credit Suisse when it was solvent. Um, hmm. So I spent you know several years in the city and banking, probably three years, and then the dot com opportunity came about so this is now 1999 and I was working with um, a chap I'd met through a guy I trained as a lawyer with and crazily I've got a bit of a, a bit of a tan more of a tan than usual <laughs> uh, I've been in Miami yes. and I haven't, I haven't seen oh, right. this it's called Doran I haven't seen him for like it must be over 20 years and we sort of met up in Miami went for dinner 
And it's like I saw him yesterday. Wow. So we set up this business um, and it was like a side hustle, what they call it now. And the, the point came where we thought, right, we can actually raise some money. And we were kind of waiting. Um, he was a plastic surgeon. He had an MBA as well. And the day came where I got my bonus. And that's the day where you, you, if, you think, if you didn't, if you left before you got your bonus, I'm not going to pay your bonus. <laughs> so I got the bonus literally, and literally within half an hour, I'd resigned. Wow. Um, and, but the, the screw just do it moment was, was do I leave this job where I'm earning, you know, more money than I could even spend for mm. my first kind of debit card, you know, a mm. uh, quarter of a million quid a year at the age of 25. This is, in, this is in like the late 90s. Do I go and start this business um, or do I stay here and keep taking the money? And when I talk to people, especially my mum, yeah. it's kind of like, don't be stupid. You've got a good job. What are you doing? Yeah, um, But I was always going to do it. And uh, I literally took my bonus, resigned, walked out of the room. Um, and my, although I probably, I think we paid each other about £30,000 a year from the startup. So my income dropped by a factor of like, you know, probably 10 almost. Uh, my spending didn't. Oh. <laughs> so that was the issue for a few years. <laughs> right. Oh and then, oh, so another big one really was, one, one of the stories I like, I've probably done it before on one of your pods, is Dragon's Den. So Dragon's Den, so I'd done The Secret Millionaire, so I've been asked to do that. And that was kind of a one-off thing. You saw it or you didn't. Mm. And that was when I was in Wolverhampton. I met a young lad um, called Daniel, who, you know, quite serious offences, 11 years, the age of 19. Fast forward 10, 12 years, whatever it is, last week he told me, He's got another job. Every time I see you, he's got another job. And he's earning probably earning more money than me now as a cloud infrastructure architect. Really? Bonkers. Still in touch? Yeah, yeah. That's I'm, amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, That's cool. He, yeah. he might see this. So I wouldn't say I mentored him because I, I was probably a bit too, it wasn't that, mm. wasn't that sort of formal. But I was probably like, I could probably say that my name here, I was kind of the uncle he never had that you yeah. can ring up and say, I need a rent guarantee. Or, you know, I opened a few doors, employed him for a while. Mm. I made him redundant, which is quite awkward. Um, <laughs> and we stayed in touch. So after that, the producer, the similar producer who knew me from Secret Millionaire was chasing me saying, do you want to go on Dragon's Den? And I wasn't really sure about it initially, partly because I was just busy and they were chasing me and I hadn't made my mind up. Now at the time, I gave quite a large donation um, to Virgin Unite, which is the Virgin the Foundation, essentially. Funny how life comes full circle. Uh, I'm, well, I'm actually seeing Holly Banton again today. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. And I, and I got to go to um, Soweto and meet entrepreneurs in Soweto. Unbelievable, you know, mm. families there making dolls out of scrap rags and selling them internationally. Real sort of um, entrepreneurs. And then we spent some time at Kruger National Park. He's got that James Bond, Ulu Saba sort of lair That's there. It, yeah. Beautiful place. And I was there thinking, and, and this, uh, this is not one of those founder stories that you make up after the event and embellish it. This is how it went down, right? So... I was sort of sitting there saying, you know, what do I do? And I know the producer today, she's ringing me, called Kerry. <laughs> and she was saying, we're going to do it. I thought, who do I talk about? You know, media, business, combining the two. You know where this is going. So I had a conversation with um, Sir Richard. And he said, hey, you should do it. And he literally said, screw it, just do it. This is when the book was out this kind of time. Isn't yeah. it? And um, I said, okay, fine. Got up to walk away. And he said, no, come back here. I'm bringing the producers back right now, right now, and tell them you're in. So I'm sitting there thinking, do, do I want to, oh, it's Richard Branson, what do I do? Telling you. Do I go away and say, oh, I need, I need another five minutes? And I thought, screw it, just do it. Yeah. So I called up back, I think it was Kerry actually, and said, I think I told her, I'm sitting here with Sir Richard, um, I'm in. And that was, uh, I was ended up on Dragon's Den, quite literally. It's not like, like you said, that five minutes, like when somebody in the den will go, can I just have five minutes? And they go and stand by the curtain, turn their back to the dragons, have a yeah, conversation yeah, no, with it themselves. Not, it was a bit like that with myself, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, even very recently, so this is probably a week ago. So I'm, I'm sort of you know, leaning quite hard into artificial intelligence. It, it fascinates me, it scares me. But I think a huge opportunity for businesses, I think smaller businesses and, cre and creatives especially, mm. talk about that earlier. And um, so I, I met a guy who did my, I did a podcast with um, Nat West. Yep. Um, and I met a chap on there and we have been talking about this and he had an approach to it and I had some thoughts on it. And we, we were on a call on the weekend, I think it was Sunday, like nine at night as you do, talking about AI and this opportunity, that opportunity, someone should do this, someone should do that. And we, could, and we sort of thought, why don't we do it? So you can hear, it literally, you had that kind of that awkward silence, like, yeah, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and we started a business this week, Amazing. incorporated it. Wow. And that was another moment of screw it, just do it, was kind of, do I want to start another business? You know, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I haven't got the bandwidth, you know, yeah. but um, it fascinates me. And I think it's a huge opportunity. And I, that awkward, that, that wasn't awkward. It was just a silent moment of thinking to myself, thinking all my knowledge, 
everything I know about my time, think about my partner. He's like, I know what she's going to say about me starting another business because you know as well. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it was all going in my head and it was like, screw it, just do it. Interesting. And do you think you, you've had time to reflect on it now? Like only a couple of days, but yeah, do you we, think I've like, got the energy? I'm yeah, he's in. like me. He's, he's often we're sort of talking over each other a little bit. Yeah. We've got the same thoughts, but often we don't have, we don't have to say anything because we're always thinking the same things. Mm. But we come at them slightly different angles, which you always need in co-founders. Because yeah. if you're the same person, it's just going to going to get quite messy. Mm. So we're still sort of ironing out, you know, the actual structure framework, who's doing what, where, when. He lives in uh, Portugal, so we're sorting it out. But I think it's a huge opportunity. He's a great entrepreneur. I think we work well together. I think we'll um, create something interesting. But it's going to happen very quickly. It has to. It's moving so quickly. Yeah. yeah. Even the name, you know, we've called it Implement AI. So it's kind of like, it is what it says in the tin. Mm. So even time to create some funky brand that people don't know what it means. I haven't got time for that. No, no. That I mean, so I often have those conversations with people wanting to start a podcast. It's like, do you call it the name on the tin, like the, the education podcast, or do you call it something, you know, subjective? Well, I've done lots of um, branding. Uh, I've been through lots of branding processes. Cost me a lot of money over the yeah. years. <laughs> and, um, you know, you've got the literal ones and they've got the ones that are a play. So mm. I, was, I was explaining that. I, I want to call it maybe shovel. So when people said, why have you called it Shovel? It's an AI company. Like, because in this gold rush, and I, I don't want to go panning for gold. It's too risky. The world's changing too quickly. The people make the real money, the ones that sell the shovels. Yeah, I love that. And that's what I want to do. <laughs> I love that. Be interesting in a conversation we'll have uh, in 12 months' time, man. See, uh, yeah. see what's happening. Yeah, okay. See how many shovels. I'm selling you a shovel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here you go. Here's a question then. What do you want to happen in the next 12 months? 12 months from now, what conversation do you want to be having about the new business um, so you sort of you, you kind of know what i'm up to don't you not in the great detail but you sort of track and follow yeah. the chat now and then and um you know i've been running a business it's been quite quite difficult and to quite start a businesses you know raising money people think because you you've been a dragon and you're on tv everything's easy it isn't so you know you're looking at pivoting a business um but the last year has been quite hard i've just been very focused on minutiae and raising finance and dealing with issues and you know in some cases, not being successful raising the money you need, to be quite frank. Um, and it's and I've kind of realised, and my partner as well, we need to restructure our lives a little bit. So I'm much more restructuring it now, so that I'm not tied to being in London all the time. Mm. You know, we've got the we've got our van conversion, which we we're actually thinking of selling because we weren't using no. it. Yeah, but no one's willing to, no one's willing to pay what it cost me to make. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. so we kind of like got well, a bit of a gap. So we thought, yeah, well, let's just well, it's not like an off the shelf model, no, is it? No, it's a bit bonkers, our van. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did a, a thing yesterday and I need to be in St. James's Square for about like 8.30 in the morning and I'm in North London. Right. I thought, I can't be bothered driving through the traffic. So I drove the van like, and I was in St. James's Square having a nap in my van. <laughs> I had a shower in the morning Perfect. and I could hear two guys talking outside about well, our latest head fund. And it's about that far oh, away. There's funny. me in the shower and this van. So we're going to use you know the van like maybe spend July and just go over Europe. But I, I want to be able to work from anywhere remotely. Yeah. You want to be a digital nomad. Yeah, I mean, I do some like advisory things where I have to be in London. That's so millennial, millennial of you. It is a bit, isn't it? <laughs> so, so I've got things that are going to sort of punctuate times where I need to be in London, like yeah. advisory, face-to-face stuff. But generally, kind of restructure it. I, my work-life balance went in the complete wrong direction mm. over the last eight But you months. moved down to London, didn't you? And you? Yeah, well, I've been between London and North West, spending yeah. more time in London. You know, so we're kind of working that one out. My mum's up north still. Yeah. So I have to, I have to go and see my mum. So I'm up there quite a lot. And my partner's up there, Nicola. Uh, but she's probably going to spend more time in London. Mm. She's working more with me now, actually. Which she has yeah. to, otherwise you'd never see me. <laughs> <laughs> so. She's figured that out. Yeah, yeah. But it's often the way, isn't it? And I, I, I had one of those moments, you know, during lockdown when you reflect back on it, you're going, hang on, I'm in London two, three, four days a week. That was never the plan. Why I'm in London two, three, yeah. four days a week? I'm here by the beach. We're going to the, to, the, to the sea every morning, which we will drag you into and throw you in at some point. Oh, yeah. And, um, and it was like, I love this. I get to see my friends every morning before we start work, have a coffee, then start the you day. You still doing that? Yeah. Every day? Not no. every day. Like yeah. this is the first win. This was our third winter. Yeah. And we we kind of stepped back from it and started doing it weekly. And now it's ramped up to like three or four days a week. Right, it's, still, okay. it's still freaking cold. Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> but, but everyone now, everyone's into the... I know. Uh, it's like you don't want to talk about it anymore. What was it? The, the dude with a sign. And they had one of those in the air on Instagram saying, you can have an ice bath without posting on Instagram. I love that. That was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So much now out and about. Interesting. Okay. So rewind a little bit then from the screw it, just do it moment then. 
given what you've said about um, the new business as well and, and Moblox and like your profile, what did appearing Dragon's Den more than Secret Millionaire, I guess, because it's repeated, isn't it? And a couple of series. But what did that do both personally and business wise to your life and your, your media kind of inner circle? So business-wise, in terms of the actual businesses I was involved in, mm. didn't help a great deal. Right. Because I was very B2B, so business to business. You couldn't, you know, see who I am, see what I do, and walk down the high street and go and walk in one of the, my shop and buy my stuff. Yeah. It didn't work like that. Um, but people, you know, it's that fame thing as well. It's mm. partly the, the fame thing. No one knew who the hell I was. So initially, it's kind of fame, really. Yeah. Uh, and that, that does open doors. You get to do things. Um, but I was a bit of a reluctant celebrity. Uh, the BBC actually called me that one of the producers. Really? And, yeah. And <laughs> I didn't want to go to the opening of an envelope. Yeah. Or a fridge or all those usual things. But and also I wasn't that comfortable with it initially, if I'm really honest with you. Mm. Quite confident. I'd go out there and do it. I'd sit there in the den and give it my best shot. Yeah. But over time you should have you should have grew into it. I only did it for two years. So I think it's nice to be someone who was a dragon rather than someone that is a dragon. That mm. that that's how you're sort of People identify you as that yeah. as one permanently. Don't be sort of um, defined by it, essentially. But then <laughs> during COVID, they replayed them all because yeah. they couldn't film them. So now you're back in the street and you're like, I know you. And you used to be, <laughs> I know you. Don't you work in Barclays in Camden? Maybe <laughs> somewhere. Brilliant. But now it's like, uh, you know, so that'll probably fade again over time. Yeah. So I never really played them, but it opened doors. So what happened was my um, former chairman, well, the only person that's really mentored me in any way, and it wasn't a formal, but he's, he kind of has a little bit now and then, was Sir Ken Alyssa. So Sir Ken Alyssa is um, uh, a tech entrepreneur as well, a finance entrepreneur, and he's the Lord Lieutenant of Greater London. Mm. So when you see the royal family out in London, there's a mixed race uh, chap in a, a nice suit and a sword. That's Sir Ken. Right. And he and he, he, he was born in Nottingham, the two up, two down. You know, he's a fantastic story of himself. Get him on your podcast. Yeah. And uh, he'll have more stories. He's got more stories than you can shake a stick at. <laughs> uh, and so Ken was sort of saying, you know, right, you've got a choice now. You can go celebrity and mm. go to the opening of envelopes and fridges and film premieres and yeah. whatever, fall out of a club drunk, <laughs> or you can go serious. So I went serious. So I ended up on the board of Nesta, the Innovation Foundation, 600 million for six years. Um, did a lot of research on AI and robotics, we can probably talk about. And then I ended up uh, on the board of British Business Bank, um, which joined COVID when we put the 12. Yeah. Back. Went from 12 to 90 billion with a B into the market. Um, so a little on me in my hoodie. Sat there on the board <laughs> of the government bank. So I did things like that. And then um, I advised Sky on diversity inclusion. I advised a very large autom you, you, well, a very large automotive manufacturer on future strategy, but we never actually publicly said who it is. Um, mm -hmm. That's fascinating. Absolutely bonkers. Uh, that's very interesting. So advised lots of companies um, along the way. And um, so if it wasn't for my profile, I probably wouldn't get through those doors. Yeah. Really, realistically. And I've come full circle now, really. Now, I've, now I'm sort of credible, I like to think. I've come full circle where, yes, I'm still involved in businesses, still investing in some businesses. P people I tend to know, really, to be honest with you. Starting some companies, you know, some work, some don't. Some you have to go again. And I've kind of come back around to it, to maybe then rebooting the media profile in a way. Mm. Because now, why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, I'm not a massive, huge fan of Gary Vee's content, to be honest with you. But he said a very sensible thing the other day, which is not everybody should have a podcast, but everybody yeah. should try. <laughs> yeah. So it's things yeah. like that where, you I know, like that. The, the future now, I'm a massive believer in content and content marketing. Mm. That's what the Modeblox was supposed to be about, really. And um, the new business is very much going to be content driven. And this is this is great content and you can control it. I met a, a, young, a young girl yesterday. I was at a funeral, actually. You know, my, one of my old friend's father passed away. And the one of the sort of grand, grand sort of children of the family, 23, uh, does fashion media PR, did a degree in business marketing PR or something. I goes, what did you do? She goes, oh, I used to love doing a podcast. I said, reboot it, get on with it. Because you own it, it's you, it's your conversation. It's important. Yeah. Even if it never has a huge audience, when you go somewhere else for another job interview, you say, well, I've got this podcast, listen to it. Yeah. So I think that I've come back around now to sort of leveraging the profile a little bit, but building on it. I don't have millions of followers. Uh, I, I monetize my social media in a very different way. Yeah. It's more about keynotes, talks, advisories. Mm. It's not really about monetizing it for advert. But that's the key, isn't it? Um, is that you then own the narrative if you produce yeah. your own content rather than you spend your life doing media opportunities 
things like that, which which all help obviously as well. Being but so yeah. after after what happened, I think I tweeted about this a few weeks ago. Is that it's incre it's becoming I don't know you find this your clients becoming increasingly hard to be authentic if the audience you're attracting isn't quite the audience you're expecting. Yeah, yeah. So if you start talking about some conspiracy theory X, just you mention it, and suddenly numbers go through the roof, and you think, oh, hang on a minute. I didn't believe in this stuff at all, but that was quite interesting. Yeah. I'll mention it again. Mm. And then boom. Oh, yeah. I'll get someone to talk about it. Boom, 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 boom. It starts ticking up. Mm. Suddenly, you, and then you start getting ad, you start getting ad revenue. You start getting sponsors, yeah. maybe slightly fun funky sponsors, <laughs> but they still write checks. Suddenly your income, your livelihood, your profile is based around something that is not some, something you would have actually selected. No, but and you then, leaned into it. And then you get it. sucked down that rabbit hole. Yeah. And you see more people doing that. And it's important to try and try and avoid that. Mm. Yeah, it was interesting. Somebody you introduced me to actually, Jay Morton, who I recorded in the studio with as well, not that, not that long ago. And uh, we were talking about podcasts with him. And it was like, you know, because I'm literally going to climb Everest, I'm going to Australia to do Who Dares Wins, I'm going to the Antarctic. I want something where I can just record in a batch, but then release yeah. at my leisure, and I'm still front and center and yeah. people can see. Otherwise, it's just never going to get done. Yeah, and That's the beauty of it, like places like where we are now, where you know you don't need all, <laughs> I've got all this tech. You, you have, like, seen I, it, yeah. So, so my view is, I, I was I always want to know how things work. So I learned to edit in Premiere Pro. I know how to sound mix and how to vision mix. I built a studio, literally wire by wire. But then, but then I want to pay someone else to do it. But at least I know what they're doing, what they're talking about. Yeah, and I think that's helpful as well to learn how to do it first. Yeah. But now you don't need the, the kit. You can just turn up somewhere, pay what hundred quid maybe, yeah. and it's all done for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, unless you want a high quality one, then you go to Popfner. Correct. <laughs> then you get Popfner. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Hey, sorry to interrupt you. This is an advertisement for BetterHelp Therapy Online. Now, it's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. Personally, every Sunday, I look at my week and I block time out for myself every day. Time every day to meditate, journal, and to work on my vision. I also block out three to four hours a week to go running, where it's just me, in nature with my thoughts. It's where I have my best ideas. I also have an hour every week with a therapist. Because when we spend all our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life, so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash just do it. That's betterhelp.com forward slash just do it. Now back to the podcast. Did you, would you do anything like that again then, like Dragon's Den going on like mainstream TV? Yes, but it would have yeah. to be um, something, it would have to fit, fit my brand and uh, what I, and me. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I've been asked to do things that are, and I've turned them down actually, even business shows that it's all about jeopardy and people looking stupid and mm. you know, the media likes characters. I'm actually considering if there's a sponsor out there that wants to have a conversation about doing a proper YouTube series, like doing the proper get out there you know a bit like kitchen nightmares more about small businesses technology how we can help them mm. going to talk to them they've got a problem we help them solve it might not all be technology but maybe a sort of a, a sort of a, a sort of a, a slant towards that um and help businesses solve problems and get out yeah. there and tell those stories the thing about dragon's den is that moment of jeopardy where you put your your ambition your dream on a table and there's some people sitting in seats that sort of say yay or nay, that's hard to beat because most businesses, you know, if you've got one, it's quite boring. Yeah, <laughs> it's admin yeah. and stress. Yeah. And yeah. that, that, that not, doesn't make great TV. <laughs> so it's finding those things, a bit like Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares. But uh, so I want to do a YouTube series and work out what the format would be. And, and maybe you could take that onto terrestrial. Yeah. Terrestrial's still yeah. very powerful. I don't watch terrestrial TV really. No. Um, at all anymore. I don't really have time or come across it. So I don't see adverts. 
when I see adverts, mm. it freaks me out. I've seen <laughs> adverts for years. Yeah. Even YouTube, you know, you've got premium, you don't see adverts. Yeah. So I'm thinking of rebooting that for the podcast and the video series. Um, but again, focused on business and that intersection, especially in small businesses, of business, your personal life and your business life. I can't put a piece of paper between them. Mm. I've got no interest in sitting around with very wealthy people that have made it, you know, and talking about how they made it. It's all been done. Um, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't interest me. I'm more interested in real people. Mm. I, I actually think it is genuinely a good idea if you think like with the, Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares where he's, where he's going to like, you know, uh, a food business and he's literally, you know, tearing apart the menu and then he, he you know, he'll, he'll go back and just see if they've implemented the the advice. But I want to go and be more, I'm here to help you. It's positive. You've got an issue. Let's sort it out. Not make it look like a fool. No, um, well, that, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's but, really negative. Uh, but terrestrial TV, it likes that because it works. Yeah. Like character personalities and jeopardy. Yeah. And um, Dragon's Done still works because of, of that and the hard to do in that format, that moment of jeopardy. Yeah. But there's got to be a way of moving that on. And it's the beauty of it is if, if, yeah. if you really invest in it properly, you can keep going back. Terrestrial's mm. not very good at doing that because it's in a box, a series, whereas yeah. this kind of content, if yeah. we decide, let's do a follow-up tomorrow, you just go and do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. You can go and do it. You can film on your phone almost. Yeah. Whereas terrestrial, you can't do that. It's a big machine. Yeah. You need to sort of wind back up to um, go and film anything. So mm. that's what I'd like to do, uh, just questioning. And the ambition's got to be is you approach it like a business. Yeah. Put exactly. the money in, create good. The thing about content is, and you know this, it's soul-destroying when you start making content. You know, I've made like YouTube yeah, videos no for hours. I built a green <laughs> screen it. studio, did it all. Yeah. I probably got what, 1,400 followers on there? Yeah. Because you tend to just give up on that, but they're probably the hardest followers to ever get. Yeah. You know, but if you make great content and you persist and you're persistent, you're consistent, and maybe you do put some money in terms of the quality of it and, mm. uh, and, and marketing it, eventually you will break through. And the ones yeah. that do are the ones that are almost maniacally consistent, really. Mm. Um, and I haven't been. Yeah, well, I mean that that is it. That's what I said. It, it is that consistency, you know. And I remember the first episode I did two people, two downloads look at in you. week one. Yeah. You know, six years, and there've been many moments. Where, I remember them. Yeah, I've admit, many moments I've thought, yeah, oh, I can't be asked to do yeah. it now. You know, can I be? But you know, somebody cancels on you, whatever, and you've got to scramble around to find something. But it, like you say, if you treat it as a business, you get super organised, and you're just consistent. And, and look for a payback. And it might be a payback. There's, you know, something you want to get your message out. Mm. might be a payback that you wanted to cover its costs yeah it might be a payback you wanted to be your main source of income it's up yeah, to you. yeah. Oh, it might be something you want to sell even mm. and, um, that's I mean people have done that people have done that um, people turned it into TV shows yeah. as well and monetized it that so it depends way. what your ambitions yeah. are um, but whatever it is go at it and uh, take it seriously it doesn't work does it unless you are reasonably committed to it no i don't think it does and look we've we've all seen like a how stephen bartlett's they crafted his personal brand that combines his social media presence but it's 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 powered by his podcast which is yeah. youtube channel yeah but he's also being backed by mainstream tv i'm i think he's season two now dragon's yeah. as well so two seasons like you um he literally appears to be you know 360 degrees would you do you envisage doing something similar like that in that I know you're not interested in the social media side of things, but if you want to take it well, seriously. Well, you, you do social because you've got to have to. Yeah. I mean, it's a marketing. You drive people yeah, to the... And it's a, yeah, and it's an input-output. And you know, So my social is kind of like LinkedIn, I enjoy. Yeah. It's kind of my sort of world in many ways. But if I had a, if I had something to go and point it at, so if I had my podcast and my YouTube series, then I can point it at something. Yeah, It's got yeah. a purpose, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Whereas now, I kind of do it because I feel like I have to. Yeah, like, but exactly. Um, yeah. And, you know, and sometimes it just helps um, promote the old thing here and there. Mm. But I think that there's an opportunity to do something new in terms of the way business is presented in the media because business is changing massively, you know, and old thing of people sitting in chairs doling out cash to you that's hmm. had its time really and you know dragon's den yeah you know, dragon's den now people in there with apps and stuff and i did the first deal tech deal on dragon's den a proper one you know and um is that wonderly lost my name wonderfully yeah so yeah, those so. guys came in amazing guys um you know there were four israeli phds with a term sheet of vc and everyone i got five percent for 100 grand it was a two million pound valuation highest in dragon's den until about 2020 until some crypto stuff turned up You're right and um well, and everyone said to me, you're mad, you know, you shouldn't do deals like that. And it's not public, but they sold it for a number that is closer to 100 million than 50 million. <laughs> so right. 
um, to wow. Baylor, and, and they've gone again. Have they? So, and yeah, so those guys are going to do very well out of that. Mm. So I think that, I think I probably did the best deal ever on Dragons Den in terms of tech invested and a proper exit. Yeah, yeah. But it's not popular, which is quite frustrating. <laughs> yeah. It is Will now. It ever be? Yeah, even <laughs> well, it is now. Here you go. Detail. Did you ever, um, yeah, interesting, you're going to see um, Holly Branson this afternoon after, after this. Did you ever get to tell Richard the story after you've been on Dragons and you took his no. advice? No. No. I think I told Holly maybe. We know it's like with people, yeah, yeah. You spend time with people, yeah. you know, that they're much bigger than I am even. <laughs> so, yeah. But no, I think I may have shared it, but... um. He's one of the seminar. So the, the the thing that by that story that I really think about is, if you rewind, right? I'm a I'm a mixed race Milltown, comprehensive school kid, yeah, who failed his eleven plus, <laughs> did his O levels twice, did his A levels twice, hooker by crook, you know, the city, the story, blah blah blah. And suddenly you're sitting on a private game reserve, having a Corona on a table with just you and Richard Branson, who is the only entrepreneur I've ever followed or mm. been interested in or read his books as I was growing up. The only one. And I'm sitting there in his private game as Udo Saab asking him whether I should become a dragon on Dragon's Den. Yeah. I mean, that's just nuts. It is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, get, I, I was going to say. On. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get like tingles, hairs yeah. on, my, on my arm. And that, I, I'm a, you know, I've had my, have my ups and downs, but uh, I'm a, a an example of social mobility. Although I, I didn't come from a difficult background. Like my mum and dad worked very hard. They were working class and then they, came from middle class mm. they, how we want to put people into boxes so i had quite a comfortable living and they were there and they were great mentors and great role models so i didn't come from like the gutter sort of thing no, no. but you know i did come from milltown where when i said i wanted to be an accountant everyone thought i was nuts and then to go on that journey and that's the kind of story that i try and use to inspire other people that you, you can do the same yeah and increasingly now you can i i changed my accent I guess I've got a northern accent. Mm. Comes out after a few Capuanias, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, yeah, correct. So you know, and, yeah. you know, I, I was. They call it in DNI circles now, diversity inclusion, which I'm involved yes. in. Yes, they call it covering. Ah, you burn a lot of energy okay. covering, pretending you're someone you're not. Right. And now you don't have to do that. Technology lets you do things a lot faster, a lot easier, a lot less risk. The barriers of entry are coming down. You can start your own business a lot easier. The world's changing rapidly, and in my view, as we've talked about, it's going to start changing a lot faster. Do you ever take the time to like reflect on those moments? Or life's obviously been crazy for the last few years. You've been flat out. You haven't had the time to take that out. And maybe now the time you're going, I want to restructure my life. So you can actually take it at a different pace. The last two years have been quite hard work, I'd say. Once I've really enjoyed them, really. I've just been... You you kind of dig in to do something, you commit to it. Mm. So now I've kind of stopped. I stopped, and um, that's why I went to Miami. Really. So Nicola and I, we went, she went shooting in Orlando. We went on, you know, the airboats and the keys. Yeah, I've done like, that. Yeah, uh, um, like guns, done the Everglades. Everglades. Yeah, like guns and gators, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you can then, just see um, it there with your hat. And then we drove down to the keys in a Mustang convertible, as you have to. Yeah, we were laughing yeah. there. Every tourist was in a Mustang convertible. Brilliant. Bright red. Yeah. <laughs> they could yeah. tell them a tourist. So did, and that was like kind of a nice little reset. Yeah. And they sort of came back and... Um, did you go to the Ultra Festival as well, though? I didn't. No. <laughs> I no. wondered. I saw no, the outfits. No, they, they were there on a, a bachelorette hen party. <laughs> was that what it was? Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah, it took her a day before she could speak again. <laughs> and she was all right. Um, but Ultra, Ultra looked great. So <laughs> looked I've kind of reset a little bit. Uh, and now I'm quite enjoying myself. Mm. But energized again and, t and so t tell us a little bit maybe transitioning moblox to tell us the name of the new business again i know it's got so it's something we'll called implement ai implement AI. Yeah. that was the word it's, I was kind, it's kind of written like implement ai yeah it's a word but ah, you say okay. implement ai yeah so t talk to us a little bit about that transition then so well, about the transition so we're sort of i think most business i'm involved in one way or the other are transitioning to helping businesses understand their options um and then implement artificial intelligence. So, and you know, we can talk about what artificial intelligence is, machine learning, GPT, LLM, all the, the jargon you're hearing. And a, a, real AI doesn't exist yet. You know, real general AI or super intelligence, it's not there yet. So in AI, you've got you sort of machine learning, which you kind of got now, the GPTs, these trans, these sort of lang large language models. Mm -hmm. It used to be um, that you have, you know, people doing, I don't know, computer vision or, you know, language translations or something like that. And they're all kind of different worlds and that's all come together. Mm. So there's a lot of um, money and expertise and evolution, and revolution going into it. So it's starting to move very, very quickly. So my view is, is that the world's going to change very quickly and it's going to be exponential. And we simple, more humans 
don't understand it. So, you know, I've got my daughter's, uh, the youngest one's 12. So I can imagine her lifetime would be illegal for a human to drive a car in a city. Yeah. Could be too dangerous because we're fallible, mm. stupid. Um, yeah. You know, your, your drivers, your admin, those jobs are under threat, but so are surgeons. So yeah, we're accountants, yeah. so we're lawyers. So the world's going to change because it's not just about some technology, but what do we do all day? So, but in the interim, for what happens, there's an opportunity to use technology to, again, lower barriers, grow your businesses, grow your income, whatever you do, and to reduce costs in the middle. There's more profit and margin. So mm. my ambition is to help people understand it. And people don't. And, no. and it's going to be a lot of um, noise and this technology, you need to understand it. Now, eventually, it'd be like Star Trek. You'll just, it'll all be natural language. You'll just talk stuff. So, you know, now off we, now we are cyborgs, but the interface is rubbish. Yeah. It's these things. Yeah. Eventually, it'll be natural language actually works. Um, maybe you have to just talk things and they'll just do things for you. And eventually, I don't know how far out, if we just think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy. So that's, that's, where, the crazy that's where, that's where it, it is inevitable. Yeah. It's not if, it, yeah. this is all when. I remember hearing, like, I don't know, like maybe 10 years ago when you got like Google bringing out these glasses and you're, you know, you're looking. Well, they were just early into the game. Yeah. But, but they brought it into the, the, con the sort of consciousness of, you know, what AR could be. But now they're all um, a, a chairman of um, one of the companies. He was on, he was a chairman of um, Wave Optics, which is sort of Snap, which is all AR yeah. glasses. So Augmented reality, AR, mm. will be here a lot faster than VR. You know, I think VR is still quite a bit, a bit of a way out yeah. just because the technology and the, com and the compute power and just, the you know, the, the, the experience isn't great. But AR, so, you know, sitting in your car windscreen, now, now you've got the speed of the windscreen, you've got that kind of car, whereas yeah. eventually you, you're sitting in a car that you won't need to drive, in an immersive experience yeah. that is your work, it's your family, it's a video call, mm. it, it's it's a, a beautiful forest scene with the the wind blowing the uh, the, the bluebells. <laughs> you know, it, oh, I'm there. You know what I mean? And 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 it, <laughs> and it will change that based on what your watch is told. The, the won't even be a car, be a mobility platform yeah. where your heart rate is. Mm. So that's the world that we can experience. And often you hear in history, everyone in history say. You ever see the film Master and Commander? Yes. So yeah, it's yeah. like the, the big wooden warship. And he's like, this amazing new technology, the technology of our age. And it's a wooden ship. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's always said that and their age. Yeah. I think our age, this age we're living in, is fundamentally different. There is a step chain, a switch is being flicked from human to digital and not the internet where we're going to use uh, mm. in a cloud-based infrastructure. This is software that will write software and will design robotics in ways that we won't even understand. No, no. And that the difficult part of that journey is that a ship is leaving the harbor and it's accelerating away faster and faster and faster. So now you can kind of make the leap if you take a good run at it, mm. but it comes a point where you're not going to hit that deck. Yeah. And yeah. once that ship leaves the harbor, everybody left on the quayside, who will be the majority of mankind, is staying there. Yeah. Because when something's exponential, you can never catch up. Even if, even if you start going exponentially, you know, a year or two later, you, you can never catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the rate of growth. So the world is going to change dramatically. And um, you want to be part of Well, there's an opportunity, it. you know, to go into business, to help businesses, you know, and yeah. generate wealth, essentially. But there will come a point where we all need to have a long, hard think about where it's all going. And what are your ambitions for the com for the company now, how do you look at harnessing it? So, so we're kind of restructuring Mailblocks. If, if we do, that's going to be more focused on helping small businesses um, focus on to pivot. Really, yeah, helping small businesses focus on um, AI. Because so, Mailblocks essentially was set up to the idea was was to help small businesses understand technology. Yeah, but we were quite focused on more existing tech in a way. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you think about, you know, I'm hiring people that are, and I've become quite a good one now, a prompt engineer, someone that can write prompts and extract the best out of these systems. So prompt and engineer is a, some people you need today. It's going to be like e-fax between e fax and email. Right. But it's one of those weird technologies or roles that it won't exist in two years. Yeah. So I've been kind of learning things like that to help companies. But the point is, is that as this technology begins to change very, very quickly, it's going to become even harder for small companies to talk about and understand technology, understand their options, how they implement it. And I've been talking to you this morning, you've already glazed over before we started. <laughs> but, but you, but you, so you're a great example. 
you know, you're open to, you see the opportunity. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. Ah, I, know I could do this, I could do that. Yeah. But I'm busy. Exactly. We had always spend the time to understand yeah. it. So how yeah. do I understand it? So I, so I think, I think in a way that's kind of come of its, its age mm. in terms of really helping small companies. And obviously when we build the community in the base, we can help them buy other things as well. It doesn't have to be all high tech stuff. Yeah. And then implement now is different. That's more slightly bigger companies. That's more literally about a framework to help you really understand okay. what your business needs are, how you can, you know, increase revenue, reduce costs, um, create more time, whatever your ambition is, you have, um, mm. have real outcomes and then we help you implement it and then keep it up to date. It's it. quite a very different business. Yeah, yeah, um, very. But still revolving around helping businesses understand the options and implement AI. Okay, here's a question then. If um, we kind of talked about, you know, where you come from, um, Milltown, failed GCSEs, A-levels, reset them, redid them again. What you've achieved in, in business, you know, leaving your job, becoming an entrepreneur. Um, would you be happy if, not happy is the wrong word, would you accept it? Say, you, if if you never achieve the, the heights that you've achieved before, like start trying to start a new business, trying to start a new business, we know the success, failure rates, et cetera, and you're talking about kind of restructuring your life, would you be comfortable if they didn't hit the heights that you were hoping to. Would you be accepting of that or do you still, you know, does that ambition really no, I, I've got, so I've made money in the past, right? But I've never done the big one. I've never sold something for a hundred million, you know, and yeah. bought an island. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not that I would, but I've no. done that. I've done made money here. I've lost money, made money, you know. So, you know, you go on Google, I'm worth a like hundred million dollars or something, which I'm definitely not. <laughs> but, um, so I've never done the big one. So what drives me though, it's not, re obviously when you've got investors, you're trying to, that's what they want. They yeah, want yeah, of course. But the the entrepreneurs, you want to be proven to be right. I think that's the driver. Mm. The, the money kind of comes with it eventually if you're successful. Yeah. That's so kind of yeah. measured. So it's not really the, you know, starting businesses that implement AI things you're involved in is fascinating. There's an opportunity to create value and add, and businesses that are adding value to someone else's life or their business. Yeah. And they're willing to pay you for it. And if you can do it at the right cost base, as a margin, you've got a business. And hopefully they'll keep coming back. So I'd like to do something which uh, scales more and can get out of. So, you know, I will start with um, bikes. Some bikes, yeah. Got the hoodie on here. You still biking? Um, not as much as I should do. <laughs> but, but again, because I'm always, I was always kind of stuck in London or um, yeah. sometimes. So I'm restructuring my life now. And I was talking to the uh, CEO the other day, Dan, saying, look, I, I want to... So the Athertons, if you don't know who they are, well, you know who they are. The, the champions, are the, aren't they? Yeah, yeah the world champion man to buy. We started a business. And now we're building a big production facility with the Welsh government. I was going to say it's in Wales, isn't it? In, yeah, yeah. In, in Wales. Yeah. Uh, I can't pronounce that. I get it wrong. We, I just call it Macunlith. Macunlith, yeah. But they own a mountain called Dovey Bike Park next door. So right. they've got a mountain with a bike park on it. I've got a flipping mountain bike production facility wow. down down the valley. Yeah. And I, I should put a lot more time there. Mm, so shit. I should be there in the van. Yeah. You know, in the office, yeah. working with Dan or just doing my own thing. Get up, get on the bike they've in the morning for trail. Yeah. And then go and ride a bike. So that's yeah. where my life should be more of. So Atherton's is scaling. We've, I um, guess probably one of those, if not the most innovative mountain bike company in the world now, um, in terms of where, how we make things. And we're now we're launching a, a new products coming along for the mid market, so cheaper. Um, and then we're, you know, we're going to do other things, electric bikes and that kind of thing. Okay. So that's that's really growing. Mm. And then I'm involved in space, so I'm a big, quite a big investor in Sen S E N, and that is basically building a. This is a great one, a constellation of satellite around mm. all of Earth. So you have 8K real time video of all of Earth. So you could, if you wanted to, you could task a satellite to go and film your house. That's or your, nuts. Or you can, <laughs> and a car's about two pixels with the kind of um, high res. Wow. So you start to be able to think about it. Education. And this is like what, 5K we're filming on now or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so obviously yeah. when it's 4K, eventually there'll be 8K, the new sensors. Um, yeah. They're bigger, aren't they? So there'll be 8K. And I just came from a meeting now talking about, you know, satellites and you know, technology that's, is, has it got the sufficient um, flight heritage in space and all this stuff? And what's the difference between, you know, geostationary and orbit and all this kind of stuff? So I'm sitting there, I'm learning. Yeah. So I'm sort of helping getting involved in the business too. So space again, but you know, the big things are, you know, it's carbon, it's space, it's genomics, mm. it's AI. They're the big things that are going to change our world. Yeah. So I've got my, I've, I've got my sort of fingers in space, not so much genomics or healthcare. Um, and then additive manufacturing. That's what African Bikes is. Yeah. We 3D print. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was trying to get the my joints, head around it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, 
so I shouldn't say this because the techies will go bananas. We only got drain pipes <laughs> in the joints. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That bit's 3D printed yeah. where the pipes slot in. That's carbon tubing. Okay. That's where I make the frames. Mm. Um, so that's scaling up. And I think that's going to be a very successful business. So I've got lots of things going on. Um, but I think my, going back to what you talked about earlier, my strength is, is that my screw it, just do it moment was that I became an operator. Um, so I can do it if I have to, but I, I'm increasingly better that people run the businesses. Yeah. I'm much better sitting above them, supporting them, advising them yeah. and doing more things. So it's more spread my bets. And is that, is that like the last couple of years as well, like being like back in the trenches essentially? Yeah. If you're an entrepreneur, anyone's an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur, you know, you, when you start out, you've got no business and no income, <laughs> you know, you've been there. And then yeah. suddenly you've got, I have lots of investments and things. So every so often one pops. Mm. And then you get a bit of money. Oh, that's great. But never really had income. Never yeah. really focused on income. It's probably a mistake, quite frank. <laughs> but, so I have income like advisory and I do, you know, keynotes and that was all quite nice. It's, most people think it's quite a lot of income. Yeah. Um, but I was focused on the capital. So I'm focusing a bit more on, I'm doing, still doing the capital plays, but I'm also focusing more on the income. Yeah. Which is why I'm quite interested in, you know, building um, the podcast and the yeah. brand and more sort of um well that's consistent isn't yeah, it in, the, yeah, the yeah. peers brand in many ways yeah. it's consistent and then having the income so it kind of irons out the mm, the troughs the, the and, choppy yeah, yeah and a lot of yeah. entrepreneurs struggle with that i did a post recently about entrepreneurs need to work very very hard to make sure and the investors are back them that they do have access to capital that they can take some money out they can earn a decent income mm. they can sell down they always because when you sell when people invest you say well can i sell down some shares my company's worth 10 million i'm raising a million I need hundred grand to get get the extension done. They're like, yeah. oh, you can't do that, and the investors want you committed. Yeah. Oh, shut up! Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, you need a life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, interesting. So going back to the like maybe the mountain biking and the restructuring your life. When are you at your happiest? That's a good question, actually. And I, I don't. I, <laughs> I'm a happiest hanging out with the, with the, the children. You know, I've, yeah. got, I've got a stepson and two daughters, and Nicholas hanging out. Um, but I haven't really. I need to go. And, what's the phrase? I need to go and find my why again. Really, not my why. I know that it's more. I've got too much why actually. And what? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's finding what do I really enjoy. So it was mountain bike, and it still is. Yeah. But you know, I'm getting. I'm in my, I'm early. I don't look it, obviously. But I'm, I'm 52 now. Yeah. God, it's weird saying that. <laughs> so, you know, mountain riding bikes are pills now, the electric ones. So what I need yes. to do really is spend more yeah. time doing the things I love doing, yeah. which is, you know, I kind of do find time with the, the, the family, which is good, but riding the bikes, you know, I should be in, in the office in Wales and riding a bike in Dovey. And yeah. I mean, they've got an uplift. It's like a ski resort. I don't have to oh, ride up the hill. Really? So, hello. That's brilliant. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. Traveling more. So, you know, we want to, we want to yeah. get the, break out door with Explorer or van mm. and travel around Europe. Yeah, we could drive yeah, to Prague. Don't you might have to right? drive to Prague a few days and just do something, drive to Norway. Yeah. I mean, we know my van, it's even got heated water tanks so I can go into <laughs> the Arctic. <laughs> it's, it's got the full works. Yeah. So I think I need to spend more time on finding out what that is actually because I've I've lost that a little bit over the last few years, I'm being really honest. Yeah, yeah, no, but I asked that question because I've just come back um, from skiing holiday with um another fact you know my family my my daughter same age as yours i think about you know 13 and um sorry 14 and 16 so similar friends their kids similar age and for me you know it was amazing when when we got there because it literally you know end of the season it's like hit or miss with the weather and it literally snowed for three days and for me you know then next day it's blue sky sun's out i'm I'm snowboarding through fresh powder the people i want to be with and i'm just like that why do you only do the things you really love once fucking year <laughs> you is, more often. I, 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 we talked earlier when i was organizing me getting up to do this pod and you were like oh, it'd be great to do that and spend more time there and i'm kind of like i i get that the issue is go on eventually you get bored well that's it. yeah 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 <laughs> you just do i've been yeah, there yeah. You, you think oh yeah. i know i'm gonna chill out now i've got some money in the bank and yeah and then things what happens and you just i just get bored and for me people have said well why are you starting companies and yeah, yeah exactly i'm like the, the the process has always fascinated me this is me yeah and anyone that knows me really well you know me reasonably well is that you know what i'm like is that I get obsessed with stuff. I was about to say, I, you I get go, obsessed with things. I get things, drilled yeah. out. I can't, just, detail. I can't just read about, about AI or something. You know, I'm reading all the white papers and <laughs> I'm on, you know, I'm bonkers, actually. Because yeah. I have to know what I'm talking about. But the process of um, 
building a business and the people involved in it, actually, has always fascinated me. But eventually, even if it's not building a business, it could be a charitable work. That even you will get bored even doing the things you yeah. love. Yeah, 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 exactly. Need- Very interesting catching up. Yeah, Very there's a, yeah. there's always a lot going on. There it, is. It, it, it changes, but I think um, I think I'm hopefully going to the rest of this year, probably 2024 as well. Much sort of better place of structure things better. I will come back next time when we have a, another one of these and tell you what it is I enjoy doing that I'm doing more of. There you go. We want, we um, want that. Yeah. I do need to sort it out, quite frank. You do need a balance. Yeah. And I'm not, sometimes I'm not great at that. I no. kind of go for the tangent and I kind of forget, but I've got, you, you know, Nicola. Yeah. She tends to remind me quite loudly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she should. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. interesting times. I think interesting for all of us. I think you're going to hear more and more about artificial intelligence, the way it's changing our world, changing where we do business, mm. making us, especially sort of small businesses, people like yourself, more productive, more efficient. There are existential risks, lots of things. Mm. And it's fi- It's basically we've got to plot our path through that because um, it's happening. It's not going away. No, no, indeed it's not. And yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated. It's just, I guess, positioning that um, in a way that I can digest in, a, in, a, in, in the time frame that I need to digest it in and then implement and that's it. why i started a new business to do, Boom. <laughs> to do exactly action that. <laughs> piers lenny thank you very much uh, thank you <laughs> thanks for listening to this week's episode if you enjoyed it i'd massively appreciate it if you could help me with a couple of things so the show's message could reach and help more people overcome procrastination and get to where they want to be firstly tap the follow or subscribe buttons on the platform you're listening or watching the show on Did you know only 10% of this show's listeners follow or subscribe to the show? If you do, you'll be the first to be notified when a new episode drops. Secondly, if you're able to rate and review the show, simply by scrolling down and tapping the five stars to rate the show and clicking write a review to leave a review. Thirdly, and lastly, follow the show on social media by going to at Alex Chisnell on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter or at Alex Chisnell underscore on Instagram. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, can I encourage you to follow the show by clicking the plus button in the top right hand corner of your screen if you're listening by Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify and other platforms. It means you'll be the first to be notified whenever a new episode goes live. Did you know that nearly half of podcast listeners find a show through searching online? So if you've gotten any value at all, please share this episode with one or more of your friends and make it easy for them to find a podcast you think they'll enjoy. If you'd like to join the Screw It Just Do It community, go to podpreneur.co.uk slash get in touch, sign up to our weekly newsletter and free resources. That's p-o-d-p-r-e-n-e-u-r.co.uk forward slash g-e-t dash i-n dash t-o-u-c-h. That's podpreneur.co.uk forward slash get in touch.